and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this topic for today. And um, I'm so glad that you know we are going to be having the right minds, okay, um, handling this topic for today. I can see Nestle. Nestle, hi. Yes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and as I can see, um, um, semi tough pair. Evening. Uh, Hi. Dr. Alien. Hi. Yeah. Um, Lola. Hello. Okay. Wow. <laughs> like I just walked into the <laughs> Okay. So um, this topic is related actually. Yeah. Well, funny when um Yemeni started to me, I I know there's this stereotypes, gender stereotypes that we already know. For example, um, about men sometimes not being emotionally available, you know, uh, sometimes women too. Uh, so this more is more like um, trying to strengthen relationships and also trying to, you know, um, help people out there, you know, take some to things. Okay, so I'm not I'm not gonna take out time. The questions are just gonna be for five to seven minutes. Uh, you know, it's been five to seven minutes actually for our guests to answer the question. Okay. And um, in all, it should be a total of 30 to 35 minutes. They're going to be very, very easy, relatable questions. And um, something I brought my pen, something I too want to learn from. Okay. So we are going to start right now. So my first question goes to Dr. Favor Ayodele. Okay. Um, from the perspective of a married man, why do you think most men see vulnerability as a weakness? Um, you know, is it actually um, a weakness or is it actually a social myth? I know that's a very even me myself, I always I used to think, you know, when men are vulnerable, it's the weakness. You know, we, we know our issues in the society today. So, sir, I don't know if you can shed more light on that question. Um, Doctor Favor, is he in house? Yes, he's in house. Doctor Favor, can you hear us? Okay, while we wait for him, maybe we should just, you know, jump into the next person. Okay. Um, Ibilola. Okay, I can see how well, vividly, even with my glasses on. <laughs> okay, so, Ma. Um, so, from the perspective of a married woman and a relationship coach expert, I think I would, you know, collect your number to ask you some private questions after this uh, particular session. Um, so, as a private, as a relationship coach expert for both singles and married, what does being emotionally available for men mean to women? I mean, this is beyond body and money, obviously. So, and how can we educate women to understand this concept? Mr. Moderator, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for putting this together. And I also want to welcome my co-speakers. Thank you all. 
thank you to the wonderful host, Oluwayemi. <laughs> thank you, you're doing a great job. The team of IME Rich, you guys are doing a very, very fantastic job. Thank you. I won't take this opportunity for granted. So the question before me is two-sided. First, he's, um, um, what do we understand by being emotionally available? And from the side of the woman, how do we become emotionally available for our men? And um, what does emotional vulnerability really means from the side of the money? All right, so I've been married for about eight years, uh, over eight years actually. And um, I've also had the privilege to interact with both men and women, single, even before I got married and now that I'm married. And um, I would like to say that say, a, a emotional vulnerability is actually something that is really, really, rare and scarce especially in our culture and when I talk about our culture I'm even focusing on Africans now the way how a man has been wired is to hold it all together hold it all together and that's what makes them feel like they are man. that's what makes them feel masculine like if you can put everything together despite what is happening on your inside and just come with that you know that physique that that charisma that everything is well and um, not letting things down that what shows you that you are a man but sincerely that notion that myth has destroyed several men several relationships several marriages several institutions because it goes beyond marriage it extends to individual relationships even at the level of corporate at the society had just think about it there is nothing has a man been weak when he opens up however understanding that this is not a thing with a particular person it's not an individual issue it's not an individual myth it's something that is from inception right from when we were if we are taking, if, if you're trying to correct a boy and a girl, I remember when I was growing up, when you want to correct a boy and a girl, what I learned in the society is that there's a way you speak to the girl and there's a way you speak to the boy. And there's a challenge like, you don't know that you're a man. You're a man, you don't cry. Men don't cry. They say it in that, in our language. You're a man. And when it comes to women, oh, she's crying, it's because she's a girl. But that's wrong. Those are the statements that have actually broken us and modeled us into what we're not really have. So to go into how we can be emotionally available as a woman, it's a journey. That's the first thing I want you to know. It's a journey. And if it's a journey, that means it's going to be hand. It's not going to fall on your laps just like that. No. Irrespective of how long you have known the person, it must be hand just the same way trust is being hand. You hang your way into making that man comfortable to be able to open up to you. Number two, you must create a safe space for that man. Now I'm talking to ladies that are in a relationship, men, women that are married. You must create a safe space. The safe space can be a physical, but it's even beyond physical. It's the ambience, it's the tone, it's the language. It's everything about communication, making that man safe enough. Now, I want to give you an illustration of someone that is naked. If you want to go naked, 
if you really want to go naked, do you know the first thing you're going to look out for? Am I in an environment that will permit me to go naked? You ensure the door is shut, the blinds shut. Everywhere is dark enough for nobody to see you, but for you to be able to see yourself. And that's what a safe space is for that man. I'm a Christian and I'm going to bring an illustration out from Samson and Delilah. Even though Delilah manipulated Samson, she tried the first attempt, the second attempt, the third attempt. The fourth attempt, she cried and did all that. But when she was going to get that secret, you know what she did? She made Samson lay on his lap. Samson laid on his lap. What does that mean? Samson was at his. Samson was comfortable. Samson had a resting place. So that is what you want to achieve with your man. And it doesn't have to go physical. What there are some sensitive moments that you must, there are some moments that you must just be sensitive to. You must be patient and observant to know when to kill him. And I'm going to wrap up with this last. I've said first one, your hairnet is like trust. Number two, safe space. Number three, as a woman, you want your man to be vulnerable, but that lies also with you. You must develop your superpowers. You have what it takes. Women are smart. Women have the intuition that makes us deliver much more. That's our superpower. But many women, many of us, we don't pay attention to developing that superpower in us. Like I said, I'm a Christian and I know how I unleash my superpower. I know where I nurture it. I nurture it in my private space. I nurture it when I fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So there is an instance that happened in my marriage. I know I have a few more minutes. Few few months into our marriage, I had my husband conversing with I think a supervisor a supervisor or colleague. And um, I can't remember the storyline, but I remember that I sensed some sort of constructive criticism and that he was not taking it well. Now, I know when it comes to job and men, men want to show that I am the one holding that job, like they had a boss. So I knew it was very, it's going to be very difficult for me to break him. But I said a few things. I just told him, if you don't work on this and this and this, there might be issues. And I told him I saw something else and I shared it with him. He looked at me, but he didn't talk. Few weeks or months down the line, he did his performance appraisal at work. And what happened? The boss, the supervisor, gave him that same feedback. Now, being vulnerable, you know what he did? He came home and he told me, do you remember what you said that other day? My supervisor actually said this. I said, wow. Now, I was more impressed that he was even able to come back to give me that feedback. And guess what I did? I did not say, you see, I told you, if I had done that, <laughs> I will not expect such again. So what am I trying to say? You should develop your superpowers that you're able to recognize moments that you can key into. Number one, then you would know what to say. You will see things ahead. We have the intuition. Get first married, don't don't rush it. It takes time. If you're in a relationship, don't say you want to act like a wife <laughs> because you want to end this. It's it, it's a journey, but it's something that can be achieved. I hope I've not taken too much time. Thank you. Madrita, you need to unmute yourself. 
yeah i i know i that was really really um that was really that really really went deep and i'm sure a lot of us can relate to it i took the part of intuition wow that was that was really really um i don't know i don't know i think everybody should be right now it's my pen i think i'll um uh, ibilola okay you're not running away i'll collect your contacts from mr yemi after this okay so um our next you know guest in the house is um andres okay and um our question goes like this andres as a single young man okay um also a peace ambassador in kenya and an educator for young male students how has emotional distance between the father and son affected the upbringing of a young man in terms of not being expressive and also afraid to show it you know i mean when africa we know we know how this is you know the relationship between father and son you know so um how was this actually um affected you know that young boy out there the little child out there thank you uh first of all i want to say that uh i i i would like to confess that it is only three years ago that i was in a position to tell my father that i loved him not because i never loved him before but because i never had the tools that i needed like a man to express what i feel and uh today when we started like having this conversation i asked myself uh, a lot of questions like why did it take me so long before i i was able to open up to express a feeling that is positive as love so we scale it down to a very simple thing uh there is uh, something that the scientists or the psychologists call the alexithymia uh, i hope maybe i pronounce it the right way so alexithymia is simply the 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 state where you you don't have the words to express your feelings so it is a lack of emotional awareness so i am a counselor and uh, i work with many young people uh who are mostly teenagers and you know they go through a lot of uh situations with their family or with their parents and i ask them how are you feeling uh their father is mad at them because they're not performing well and uh sometimes uh they're feeling that they're doing the best they can but unfortunately the father is not recognizing the the effort that they are putting so they can easily confess to me that one because i am a professional and i have a way of bringing that one out of them but when i tell him can you sit with your father and tell your father exactly what you feel it, it's a big challenge and the answer i receive is no so why why do we have male or, or children who are not in a position to express their feelings it is this condition that we call alexithymia so people with alexithymia do have low emotional intelligence and uh, a typical african man suffers from low in uh, emotional intelligence they're not aware of what they're going through or sometimes they don't have the words to actually express how they are feeling 
So through my through my studies, I come across a, a tool that uh, psychologists use to measure uh, the, the 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 scale of alexithymia in male. So there's so many out there, of course, that uh, we can use to measure the personality test. But there is one that I found very interesting, like the Toronto Alexithymia scale. So this is simply a tool a clinic, uh, that clinical practitioners use to scale the level of Alexithymia in a young person or maybe the male in this case. So they are uh, divided in three categories. The first one is that there is a difficulty in identifying the feelings and distinguishing them. Uh, like you ask a boy, uh, you feeling mad about your father. So what, what's, what's, why? Or are you in a position to express this to your father that uh, you're pushing me too hard and I'm not in a position to do this uh, overnight? They can express that maybe within themselves, but they're not in a position to express those feelings to their to their to their parents. Then there is another one: the difficulty in communicating those feelings. That is the the the, the other category of uh, the Toronto Alexithymia scale. So these people they experience the emotions, but they have the difficulty in communicating them. Then lastly, we have the external oriental style of thinking. Uh, the African male or the male in general are caged within, the, within their emotions. Uh, once a boy is young enough, they're told you, you don't have, when you fall down into that off your shoulder and move on, there's no time to cry. There's no time to even express that you have been hurt. When a boy falls off a bicycle, He's not supposed to say, I'm hurt, I've hurt my, my knee or, or whatever, part of the body is hurt. He's supposed to be a man, be a man about everything and rise up and go your way. And therefore, men don't find it, like young, young people don't find it very com comfortable to talk about how they are feeling. If, if you want to meet them during, during the evening after school and you ask them, how was your day? They, they, they want to talk about activities rather than the feelings. So the male Africa has been socialized in a way that you don't have to express emotions because an expression of emotion is an expression of weakness. And these are the same people that are going from one stage to another and ending up in marriages with the same mentality that they don't have to express how they feel because an expression of emotion is a show of weakness. And uh, you stem this thing to what I was talking about, and that is alexithymia, the inability to express your emotion. And this thing is uh, environmentally nurtured. It is a socialization within the African man not to express the emotion. And it starts as early as a teenager. Thank you. Wow, that was deep. Um, I think probably when I was still a teenager, I don't know, maybe I would have been one of the patients or victims of that. Alexei, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know that, yes, I was a victim of that. <laughs> I used to be scared of um, you know, expressing my feelings. How do you tell your father you love him? He's going to flog you, <laughs> you know. So I, I really, I really do understand, and I'm, I'm so glad you were able to. I didn't know there was a name, you know, for this really. So 
knowing today there's a name for it, you know, makes it easy for us to go back home or even our friends and tell them, look, you are suffering from this. <laughs> Let me help you treat it, you know. So I know someone called Dr. Andres that can treat that. Well, thank you very much, uh, Andres. And um, our next guest is uh, Temi Tope Udom. I hope I pronounced that right, ma'am. Okay. So, Temi Tope. Um, you are involved in raising the girl child rights and a very strong humanitarian. How would you educate young teenage girls on the difference between emotional availability and sexual availability towards men? I mean, I was reading yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the first day, the River State Governor saying something about, you know, our teenagers in school, you know, I don't know, something related to this. I don't really want, I don't know the right words to use, but yeah, I think this question does brought, took me back memory lane. So, Ma, how do you, um, you know, educate the young girl, teenage girls on the difference between emotional availability and sexual availability towards men, which is a big issue with the society today? All right. Um, thank you very much. Thank you yeah, very much. Welcome. I hope I pronounced your name well. Uh, yeah. Interesting question and interesting topic that we are dealing with. So one thing I, I do, um, okay, one thing we recently started doing in um, Valley Girls Foundation is we have a mentoring program for teenage girls where we have a program where they are paired with mentors that, you know, hold their hands as they grow literally you know and one of the meetings i have with them every month just a general meeting is where we talk about these issues things like this and um, how to um when i say understanding their hormones and working through the, you know, the, the crazy hormones and the, the feelings they're feeling now as teenagers and this question comes up okay ma um so i like a boy and he wants to, you know, go down with me. And the first question I keep asking them is, what do you want? You know, because one of the first things we do or mentorship program is, first of all, um, teaching them the essence of understanding themselves. Because I think for you to, um, as you grow and in taking, making decisions, even career decisions, marital decisions, whatever decisions you are going to, to make as you grow, understanding and understanding of self is very key so one thing i teach and we teach as a team is understanding themselves and in understanding yourself you start making um making or taking decisions or making decisions about okay how you want to do things and one of the key decisions as a young girl you have to make is what kind of sexual relationship do i want to have do I understand the consequences of having sex at certain age, at a certain age, or do, um, do I understand those, that consequence? Do I want to, um, do I want to go ahead and have and you know, um, experience in quotes that consequence, or do I want to go another age? So the follow-up question I, I go with is: okay, So do you understand? Do you want to have sex with this boy? Do you understand the implication of having sex with this boy at this age? And most times, you know, they stutter. <laughs> you know, they can't give a clear um, yes or no answer to that.
for the sexual relationship with anybody before. I, I, you can't say you hate men, follow the bandwagon of feminism, of Twitter feminism and say, oh, men are scum, men are this, men are that. Men are important. They're very important in the journey as a woman and even as a human being. So you can't say, oh, I hate men at all. But you need to understand that there are seasons. You need to understand the season you are in to know, okay, when I'm ready enough to accept a man in my life. So as a teenager, I, of course, I don't think it's the right time to say, okay, you want to play the game, you know, as it were. But again, I'm careful not to impose, you know, on them. But what I do is explain to them. So you need to understand yourself, take a decision. Do I want to have sex now? Do I want to have sex later on? And by later on, it doesn't even mean when you're 25 or 30. You need to know, you need to, you know, be clear on the boundaries. Oh, do I want to do it when I'm married? Or do I want to do it when I'm in a relationship? Or just, you know, at any point. So when, you, when you're clear on that decision of, okay, I want to have sex now, I don't want to have sex now. When a man is, when you meet a man or a boy and all he's offering you is sex, obviously you know what, you know, you should know when to draw the line. But then if you see that person or that boy or that man as someone that, oh, it's someone I can still relate to as a friend, as, um, yeah, as a friend, you can take the conversation further and explain, okay, so this is the reason why I don't want to do this. And if it's sensible enough, you know, to want to, as he sees you as, um, you know, having him in his life or as a friend, he might most likely stay, you know, and continue the conversation with you as friends and all of that, you know. But of course, if he's not about that life or about that life, he's going to walk away. And by that, you will know, okay, this is not someone you want to waste your time with, building a safe space for him to be, to, to be open with you, like um, Bilola said earlier. So being emotional, emotionally available and knowing when to draw the line um, with sex, um, sexual availability and sexual ability comes, stems from you as a woman. Understanding of self, do I want to do this now or do I, or I don't want to do this now? Because if you know you don't want to do this now and someone is bringing, offering you only sex, then you, you, you definitely know that, okay, this is not what I want to do. So as teenagers, as teenage girls, the books that, you know, we are, we read and we review as you know as time goes, which helps in shaping character, shaping their value system, you know, and guiding them in making these decisions, not imposing on them. Because I've noticed that most parents, especially mothers and even fathers, you know, they some of them really shy from having these conversations with their kids, you know, and so most of them just take their knowledge or their belief system from the media. And now the social media is rife with a lot of information. You know, so what we do is, you know, so this is it. We come from the angle of okay, so we are we are millennials in that in that sense of the world. So this is what it is. It's left for you to make a decision, and that's how I've lived my own life. Because for me, as a single lady, meeting a man and deciding, oh, okay, what do I want to do with this man. The first things first, I always like always clear out is that okay. So if we are friends, this is how we're going to be friends. No gimmicks, no games, no benefits. And if we're in a relationship, then this is how it's going to be like. So you, first of all, you already know, I make it clear to you that this is what you're coming into. You're not coming into a confused person or someone that is that wants to play games with you. You know, so th that conversation is had earlier on. And of course, if he wants to stay, he stays and build a good friendship. And over the years, I, I'll say I've maintained um, interesting friendships with men over time that has either started as a love interest and or maybe because Tokwe wasn't ready to play game, they went away. Or some say, oh, we weren't ready to play game, but because of 
you know, the rapport or the kind of atmosphere that they seem to experience with me, they stay and we remain friends, you know. And so they come up, you know, they come and they're, they're, some of them are open enough to share some things with me. A very interesting um, one was, you know, when I was seven in Russia State and you know, the guy was all over Texas. And I'm like, see, this is, there's a boundary we, you need to be careful in crossing this boundary. I made it clear as, as much as possible with him, but he was still insistent. And I thought, okay, fine. Then <laughs> I really don't think you, you, know, you want me in your life and all of that. But after a while, he kept coming. And from coming to, after arguing about not wanting to do that, we ease into other conversations. And over time, our conversations changed from arguing about, oh, let's have let's have let's do this, let's do this too. Okay, so what do you think about this? Oh, something happened to me today. Oh, um, and sometimes he will catch himself and be like, why am I even telling you this? And I'm like, oh, I don't even know why you're telling me this because I'm like, <laughs> you know, what is the conversation about? But then I noticed that he had eased, he eased the conversation from, okay, um, I want you to be this woman or this person for me to being um, a friend that he could talk to, that he could open up, you know, open up to, you know, about certain issues. So that's, his, that's it for me. And the first thing is understanding of self. And I think as parents, as soon-to-be parents, the question or the idea, the what we need to imbue in our children is, you know, giving them that um, education outside of math and English. Of you need to understand yourself. You need to start making certain decisions, take certain decisions at, at earlier on, because now there is the the, the, the line for the line of um, the line of morality and all of that is really blurred. I don't want to go into so much yeah. that, but there's a, there's a really blurred line. So the main thing is understanding yourself. Okay, thank you very much, Tammy uh, Tafe. That was really, really um, from the heart. Okay, so I, I didn't really want to stop you, you halfway. Yeah, well, I will soon, uh, uh, Yemi, you give me uh, um, an account number. People that exceed seven minutes will pay you fine. <laughs> we'll pay you fine. So that's leave you talking, but we'll be smiling because uh, at the end of everything, we'll buy juice for everybody in the house. Thank you, Temi Tope. That was really, 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 um, you know, Thank relatable. You. And, you know, at least, yeah, definitely our little ch- ch- kids, you know, letting us know that you need to let them find a way to talk to them and making, creating boundaries, knowing what they want for themselves, you know, before jumping into issues like that our next guest is dr Elian. dr Elian, um she uses asia or using asia american africa as a case study dr Elian, can you hear me yes i can hi dr eileen oh eileen oh sorry <laughs> dr eileen okay. my bad Okay, so um, your question is this. Using Asia, America, and Africa as a case study and knowing that you are familiar with these three continents, with your cultural intelligence or your cultural intelligence skill, what are the three major things that women can do to help men to appreciate speaking or appreciate speaking out without damaging their self-confidence. I mean, we all know so many men don't like, you know, expressing their feelings because, you know, they feel it's a kind of weakness. So 
Now, the question goes with, what are the three major things that women can do? I mean, women out there can do to help men, you know, at least speak out more, you know, express themselves more without damaging their self-confidence. Um, you know what, I, when I first got the question, I was a little bit confused because um, I would like, if possible, you break it down. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yes, I can. Okay. Can you break down the question for me? Like, you know, just pretend that you're the person who's talking to me right now as a friend. You, you might have to break it down. Say what, what, um, what pops up in your mind when you ask that question? Okay, let me put it this way. I am a man, right? I'm a proud man. I'm a man coming from Africa, a man that feels I should be in control, a man that feels, hey, I'm in charge, a man that feels, yeah, I want her, you know, I want you to appreciate me, I want you to feel, you know, to be proud of me, right? So if I come out tomorrow, and I mean, I'm trying to express the way I feel, express my feelings to you, Dr. Alien. I don't want to feel like if I'm going to lose, okay, my self-confidence, my self-worth right so how do you help me as a woman i mean like me seeing the other side how do you help me as a woman okay to express myself better without damaging my self-confidence and my self-worth and pride as a man okay so are you asking that as a woman how um how a woman should um address issues with the men without damaging their self-confidence i think that's what you meant um, yes, exactly. So give you some background. I'm kind of a career woman. I, you know, I have a professional life, um, but I am. Um, I grew up as an Asian in an Asian culture. Uh, my father was very hardworking. So for Asian, a lot of times, um, the definition of love is by providing for the family. And then um, later on, I went to the U.S. I lived there. Now I live there longer than anywhere else. So um, I actually married um, a white man. Uh, for quite a long time and then um, I noticed that um, the difference between Asian and white culture is that um, um, you know being emotionally expressive is actually considered sexy like you know if you can be vulnerable you're actually sexier you know in the white culture um, and then now I'm married to an African and I noticed that a lot of time I heard his friends and himself always say that Oh, I cannot express pain. Um, I cannot talk about difficulties. I cannot, you know, that's not a manly thing to do. I have to be strong. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, I just felt like there's a lot of bottling up. And, and I felt like the reason that I can actually even deal with an African man was because I actually have a lot of life experience. So I don't have to guess their feeling. I kind of know how things go. And so, um, so it's not difficult for me to deal with them. But that is how I will address the cultural differences. Now, going back though, um, it's actually less about cultural difference than about, say, level of, of education and the roles they play, right? So in a society, it's about expectation. So you can basically have the same person uh, in different societies, but how others expect them to perform and the educational level actually define the difference in their behaviors because I saw I know some African men who's very you know it's very like they share housework they don't expect the wife to do everything or child raising they they in they appreciate uh women with intelligence instead of obedience I've seen African men like that um but it's you know it's kind of not as many say as a a, a white in a white culture 
um, or uh, in Asian culture, though, is also there's certain expectation of um, you know the definition of a man's role and a woman's role. But you know, after all, I'm going to just go back and talk a little bit about um, the three things that what woman can do. It doesn't matter which culture you're in that um, that can do to help men to feel comfortable uh, expressing themselves, uh, expressing their vulnerability. Okay, so um, let me go to. By the way, uh, is it so far so good? I wanted to make sure that I'm on point. Are you okay with my uh, answer yes, so far? You can go ahead. Yes. Okay, great. So I think that as a woman, um, it, this actually applies for not just in a marriage or relationship. It actually applies. I want to turn the question back and say that it doesn't matter whether you're interacting with men or women, it will be the same. Okay. So let me let me go to the first one. The first thing that pop up in my mind is um, to help other people to feel safe around you. You have to be secure in yourself. A lot of women, they, they are givers, but they don't really know how to love themselves. And as a result, and women in general, biologically speaking, we are more insecure than men because we have more estrogen and men has more testosterone. By the way, I'm a licensed pharmacist, so I can, you know, I'm, I've kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, so uh, the natural disadvantage is that even though we're, so we are less self-confidence, but we are more nurturing. So in that way, I want to turn the table around and say, woman, you really need to learn how to love yourself and nurture yourself more. Because if you're not uh, confident in yourself and insecure, what ends up happening is you're always seeking external validation. You're always trying to box somebody in because you want a certain answer. When, you talk, when, you, when, you, when you're talking, you're not really listening. You're expecting an, um, an answer that will make you feel better about yourself. So I, I want to say that, you know, after years of being in a relationship and working on it and struggling and, you know, I'm a, a, a you know, one time divorcee, I've learned that uh, at the end of the day, you can't expect, you can't depend on other people to make you happy. You have to seek happiness within yourself. If you alone cannot be happy, then you should not go into a relationship and expect the other person to make you happy because that's not going to work. Because they will always, they, that's just not going to work 100% of the time. So what happened when they are not there for you when you want to be happy? Then what? You know, so so you cannot. You know, happiness is a is something that you you just have to define it. You, it doesn't matter what happened. You have to define happiness for yourself. So that's one thing. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is um, when you are in a relationship, um, a lot of time we will focus on who's right and who's wrong. And then you just end up arguing and arguing or, the, or build up resentment. Instead, I think it's really important to just like learn how to forgive and focus on what works instead of who's right and wrong. Um, I hope that makes sense. And then um, the thing is, while focusing on like what works instead of judgment um, and who's right and wrong, but at the same time, uh, you learn. You need to learn how to accept, and instead of expect, you know the difference between accepting and expecting. Because when you accept, you love your partner as a whole, you know whatever they are. But you, when you're expecting, you're putting them in a box, and it's really hard to fit in your box. And the box changes. 
right? Person, a person change throughout their life. And if you want a long, happy relationship, all you can do is just accept instead of like, oh, I have this box and they have to fit in the box. It's not possible because everybody change over time. Uh, and then um, also a lot of men, um, I want to say that is, uh, you have to make your expectation clear, what you want from your partner. But the problem is a lot of women, they don't even know who they are and what they want. So trying to get them to express what they want uh, is really hard for men because sometimes a lot of, I heard that a, a lot of times the men, they feel like they've done their best to try or that they try, they try, but they always feel like the woman is always complaining, it's not enough, it's still not enough. So I think it's about um, not knowing like what each other want and and to solve that, the only way you can solve it is not by spending more time with each other, it's actually by spending time with yourself more, be your own best companion, because that is really the best way to learn about yourself, you know, spending time independently, um, you know, instead of codependently. Now, I wanted to go down the road. Okay. Um, I think the best partners are those who are friends first best friends and then lover. So however, whenever you interact, you really should try to come or should, I'll suggest you try when you when you hit a wall, trying to come from the perspective of being a good friend. What would you have done differently if you are a friend instead of a lover or a partner, you know, or a wife? What would you have done differently? Because the question you have for me is, uh, how should women help to, man, to, to help men feel more um, safe when they're expressing themselves, right? So I'm not saying that men should not do anything, but the question is focusing on what can women do. So that's how I'm answering your question. What can women do? So um, be friend first. And then uh, also um, because of natural insecurity in women, I would say women need to learn how to trust life. Just trust life and let life unfold and stop being so controlling. And actually that applies for men too right um you, you're, you're, if you're securing yourself and you trust life and trust god not necessarily religiously but just trust that uh you just need to wish for what you want and the and the life the universe will conspire to give you what you want and and let things unfold sometimes the result is much better than what you can imagine okay what you can come up with yourself um because God is all omnipresent. It's just really hard for you to, to have the big picture uh, and then trying to put together a solution that's perfect for you, but God can. Um, okay. The last thing, the last thing <laughs> that's sorry, the sorry. alien. Okay. Yes. Yeah, actually, uh, you've exceeded your time plus extra time plus extra sorry, time again. <laughs> So, but really speaking, you've already gone really, I mean, I, I really learned about self-love. I mean, you can't give what you don't have. You have to be friends with your partners. Right. You have to say them as your friend. You need to be, you, need to, you can't put them in a box because people keep on evolving, right? You need to love them right. however way they are. So trust me, like, wow, I'm sure if we leave you, you know, this is going to be a full course you know cost 101 <laughs> but thank you very much it was really really awesome dr alien we really do appreciate it. it was really really impactful and um yeah our next guest is someone that i have i know personally i have always 
followed her you know on the social media platform but we've never come face to face so you know i've never seen her like this and that is nestle okay i call her sister nestle um i've known nestle for she likes it two three years right now but uh, thank god for this platform thank god for you know this program uh making us break the ice actually see her she's a woman i respect so much I respect her so much no matter what. She has made so much impact in people's life. And I want to thank you for being here with us today, Nestle. And um, my question goes like this. Nestle, we all know you are a goodwill ambassador that promotes kindness and trust. So how can women make men trust them enough to open up about how they truly feel you know I, I i'm happy you'll be the one to answer this question because this does this is just what you talk about every time so if you could unmute your mic nestle nurses okay it's uh, it's five minutes nestle if you go beyond five minutes you are capable i'll send you my personal account number <laughs> so can you unmute your mic please okay can you unmute your mic? Okay, can you help her? Yeah, maybe we can help her with her mic or something. Oh, Nestle. You have to unmute your mic. Uh, can yeah. you hear me? Yes, yes I okay. can, Nestle. <laughs> Thank you, dear Roma, for your yeah, kind you're words, first of you're all. Welcome. And I am... Uh, feeling blessed to be all of our guests and it's honor for me to be here first of all and everything starts with families because every children every child uh, has grown up in a family uh, sometimes of course we don't have families because of uh, unexpected situations but the the culture comes from motherhood and uh, fatherhood so that first of all uh, we have to teach our children children self-love self-respect and uh, self-awareness for their own uh, souls uh, because all of us have life purposes in our world around the universe so that if if we come from this culture everything is easy because children know what does it mean self-love self-respect but if we have some uh, culture of punishment uh, instead of uh, showing love each other, uh, parents and uh, teachers also, also. Uh, it is more um, hard situation for men especially because men are uh, always uh, seeing some traditional behaviors that they they have to hide their feelings, their sorrow, their struggles. So whenever we come each other, we come uh, as a colleague or as a lover, as a friend, we have to build trust together. Uh, my core values come 
as honesty and uh, trust, which means to build a mutual trust and also to be honest in all relationships. When I act, when I show my real feelings um, and when I uh, ask uh, open-minded questions and uh, they generally uh, tell their feelings to me and um, we build many relationships during my business life and we are still building relationships with that point of view that uh, to be uh, open-minded and to, uh, to show uh, our feelings with empathy and also to respect their opinions in open-minded personality, always uh, add value to their opinions to show up their feelings uh, honestly in, um, uh, in business and also in personal life. We forgot to look at our eyes mutually. We hide our feelings. When you look at uh, people's eyes, you can feel their sorrow. You can feel their real feelings. If their words are uh, similar with their eyes, you can feel this. Uh, this is my uh, general uh, behavior, general uh, active action uh, to build relationships over LinkedIn or um, in, in my personal life and other social media uh, ways. Because when we uh, ask people honestly, how are you doing? They generally show themselves uh, honestly to you. But we forgot to ask each other, how are we in reality? So that uh, it is important to look at eyes of people. You can feel their pain, you can feel their honesty. If they are real human being, they can show up their real feelings and their real um, thoughts. If they are the uh, same person with their words, you can understand it. I hope uh, my words uh, goes well. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, Nestle. That was that was sweet, easy, and straight to the point. Thank um, you. Yes, I know so much about trust, and yeah, everything you just said is so on point. Thank you very much for you know you have your time and taking our time to explain this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last but not the least, he was meant to be the first person. I don't know if he's in the house now. Dr. Favor are your delay. Is he around? Okay. Yes, um, my home is here. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good evening, sir. <laughs> okay, um, your question, yeah, goes like this. From the perspective of a married man, why do you think most men see vulnerability as a weakness? Is it actually a weakness? Really, is it actually a weakness or is it a societal myth? Um, I'm sure a lot of men in house can relate to this. There's always been an argument. Even yesterday, I still had this argument. Oh, yeah, a weakling. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's this new word there is simp, right? Okay, there's that new word there is simp, S I M P, right? Okay, so there's always been this issue that you didn't even know how to, you know, go around this. So, sir, 
why do you think you know um most men see this as a weakness and is this actually a weakness or is it just a societal myth what we've come to believe in and all that oh yes uh thank you so much uh, uh for having me uh yeah me i i must commend you first and well, you are doing great there was a, uh, a particular statement i want to put out there maybe after this one then the, i'll put it up um, we need to celebrate this guy and he's, he's been doing so great i'm very very proud of you you are cute you know thank you yeah let me start from this perspective uh, there's something i came up with uh, and I need to address everyone. And please, I'm going to be unconventional in my approach tonight because we want to bring out something out of this place, not just to waste our data. You know, I came up with uh, with your question, essential relationship intelligence. I'm very sure you've never heard that word before. Essential relationship intelligence. And I say that uh, is the compartment futures you know, that combine domestic value and expectation of two human variables to form compatibility. Shall I repeat myself? Essential relationship oh, intelligence is the compartment futures that combine domestic value and expectation of two human variables to form compatibility. You know, meaning, you have to understand, and uh, please let me give kudos to every uh, everyone, my speakers, you've done excellently. Uh, the perspective we are talking about today is to make sure that we are on a balanced scale. You know, and I said domestically, the factor, you know, there are factors that guide basic expectations on how men, you know, should position themselves in order to be regarded as bones, not as flesh. You see, now, bones, we have functions of bone, you know, bone constitutes a lot of things. You need the nutrient, the marrow, the calcium, the magnesium, the, the phosphate. And then it provides rigidity. Why the flesh? You know, when you're talking about the flesh, I'm talking about women aspect. I'm referring women as the flesh. I'm referring men as the bone. So women always love this kind of passion, this kind of feelings, this kind of gentleness, this kind of tenderness. You know, that is what they want. And when you're talking about the function of bone, again, you talked about the mechanical parts. That is, that provide the stiffness, that provide the strength in order to protect internal organs. You see? You know, and, and uh, facilitate mobility. So we are the ones you know, in the wheel aspects of the box, driving our women. So you must make sure that you are doing it intentionally to make sure that women are on a balance with you. Remember, we are both human. So that fact must be, you know, must be registered in your mind. And uh, how to do this, like you rightly asked, you know, is from the aspect of the expectation as well. It is not, let me quickly answer that. It is not a weakness, neither, you know, the other way around. It is just individualism, part of our nature. 
our response to life, our response to culture, our response to nature, our response to contingencies, our response to things that we believe that move us, our response to you know ideology that form us, our response to life itself generally. Uh, Tapper was talking about drawing a line, and uh, Madam, uh, what's her name now? Helene, talking about self-love, and even the past. Let me say something. This self-love and self-love, self-love of a thing, even though I've been an advocate of it for a long time, we are trying to address a question. To some extent, it is selfish. To some extent, it is selfish. If you love yourself, if I love myself, if everybody loves ourselves all over, who is going to love me? And I need love. Who is going to love you? Do you understand what I'm talking about? So to some extent, we need to draw a line that, okay, let me tell you, there's nobody that profess self-love that do not, that doesn't in any way want to get love back. Am I talking? We want to be loved. You see, now men are shafts. Let me address a question quickly. Men are shafts in nature, meaning they are raw and always, you know, <laughs> unstable psychologically. They think faster, birth zigzaggy. You see? <laughs> they think faster, but zigzaggy. But women, you know, think well, better. You know, but comfortable in herself. They want to get more and more. I call women Oliver Twist. You see? And uh, they want to, <laughs> you know, they always want it. They want attention. They want this kind of uh, uh, mutuality that has to address their inside traumatize. I mean, the compatibility I'm talking about. They want to get it at all cost. Oh, let me let me give you an example. Hello, uh, how are you? Why didn't you come in all this while? Oh, I'm so sorry. Man is talking. I'm so sorry. I'm so busy. But I left you a message quite a while. You, you have not. But I just messaged you now. You know, at the end of the day, three, four, five, ten minutes after, hello, but you are not responding to my call. You can see all those things. So we want to get it. Women want to get it. Now, let me say, the uniqueness of man should not be underestimated when the reality of daily phenomenon calls for family factors. May I repeat myself? Hope I've not exceeded my time, please. If I exceed my time, just give me a knock. You know, the uniqueness of man should not be underestimated. That is where your question lies. You see, you know, when the reality of daily phenomenon calls for family factors, and we say that when when this thing called on, how do we manage it? Now, women can only be emotionally available. Listen to me, for men, when they see the affectionate part of men on 75 degree percent, that is how they can be emotionally available. Now, men, what are you doing? See, I don't know how, I don't know about men all over the world, but I know about myself. I study women for more than 10 years. I study everything about women. 
because I want to get married. Fortunately for me, I got married to a Ghanaian. See the culture. I am a Nigerian. I got married to a Ghanaian, different culture, different background. For seven, this year it will be eight years. But you know, we've never fought a day. We've never quarreled a day. We've never had an argument one single day. It's surprising. That is on extending the nature that I am the bone, she is the flesh, and we have to bring it together by saying, I'm going to provide some certain things that will make you move on. And she's going to tell me, okay, I am going to be going, but at the same time, you have to go with me. Lastly, women need strategic approach to get men on what they need. Strategic approach. Don't be stereotyped. Don't be monotonous. Don't be a boring person. Be strategic. Formulate ideas. Create attention. Let him see you that you are everything because men want to, men always feel proud and women always see like, oh, oh, I am the sheep here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> now I know why you did not come out first. You wanted to be the last speaker, even though you ah, no, 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 the first speaker. Just... <laughs> <laughs> So thank Indeed. you very much, um, uh, Dr. Favor. And I also want to thank every other speaker today. You mm -hmm. all have been so awesome. We've taken, you know, a lot of points and um, a lot of messages back home. And um, I really do want to appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. So with this, okay, um, I think the host, which is Mr. Yemi, will take over from here, okay? And this to be for those who have questions you know in the house those who have questions and i know to ask lots of favor to ask nestle and everyone okay mr yemi wow thank you so much our honorable moderator <clears throat> that was really that was really good thank you so much and shout out to everyone uh i don't know where to start but then again it's been amazing thank you for sharing your expertise your experience and how you feel about this sensitive conversation you know how i i chatted with some people like am i are we sure this is gonna happen because of the you know the sensitivity of this conversation but you know what they said we are going to do it let's go you know let's move and um, just to quickly share a part of my story you know sometime last year as a nigerian you know something happened last year that was the nsas issue sorry yeah last year last year nsas you know there were many emotional issues displacement people were depressed because of what happened then the day after yes my mom passed away so publicly i was devastated personally i was shattered and uh, you know people were telling me mostly men they'd be like you know be strong you're a man you can handle it you're gonna be fine but within me i really needed to, i really needed to explode because i knew if i should explode then i'll put myself together then i'll be fine but internally i was just playing puzzle with my heart trying to put everything together but what happened was eventually people came around but one main thing i want to point out was there was an, uh, something I call emotional collaboration. You know, people opened up, I opened up, then we were able to collaborate emotionally. You cannot open up to someone, even if you're, so that means if you open up your heart, you're also opening a part of yourself. 
So for a man, if you want someone to open up to you, you need to learn to open up. It does not define you as a, you know, a weak person or any other thing. So before I move into the question, uh, we, we told people that are registered that they can ask three questions from our speakers. So we have about, about 15, 16 questions. <laughs> Well, don't worry, we're not going to answer all of them. So what we're going to do now is, since we are, okay, Awa is not included, Awa is our moderator. So we have our speakers here. You're going to pick a number randomly. So it is that random number. That will be, <laughs> that will be the question I'm going to read out. So um, if you look like you're first on the list, we have um, up to one to 16 questions. And so you're just going to pick one and um, I'll read the question and then you answer. <laughs> okay, that feels like a devil's basket thing. <laughs> okay. Right, I'll go with eight. Eight, good. All right, this question it says, I want to ask, you know, to give career women practical steps to help our partners feel heard. Like as a career woman, they need practical steps. It's good you even pick this question because that's your core duty. <laughs> How can you help career women or a career woman, you know, to help their partner feel heard? I think this person is coming from the angle of, okay, I'm a busy woman. My husband is also busy. You know, I'm demanding and now I want to be emotionally available. How can we help ourselves? Yes, I think it's the direction of that question. The question is not really clear, but I'm trying to see that you want to be heard that, or you want your man to be heard. I think it's the I man think, here. The question is referring to the man as the career woman. Like, how can I help my partner to feel heard? I want to ask yeah. to give us career women practical steps to help our partners feel heard. So I think yeah. it's, it goes in different perspective. Exactly. And um, what I'm going to say is this. Number one thing here is that I want you to know that there are some things that you can't control. There are some things that you can't control. Another person's actions towards you, you cannot control it. So while understanding, while being present at this webinar, and we want to learn or we want to know how to be emotionally available so we can earn or we can get the best from our spouse, get them to open up. You also want to know that you cannot force it. You cannot control it. You can only position yourself in such a way that it can happen over time. If uh, you listened to me because I was the first person to go, I shared a few things that I think would actually answer your questions, which I'm just going to reiterate. I'm just going to bring up again. The first thing I said is this. It's a game of trust. Vulnerability is hand, just like trust is hand. You want your husband to be heard. Probably you want him to know that you are hearing him. I don't know if that's what you mean. Or you want to be heard. You want your husband to understand and hone what you're saying. Whichever way, it's a game of trust. It's a game of openness. It's a game of nakedness and being safe. So number two, you want to create a safe space. Like I said, you want to make that person very comfortable around you. I made the illustration of Delilah 
bringing Samson on his laps before the secret was released and also the action was tried out. So you don't necessarily have to do the game of put your husband's head on your laps. And that's not what it means. But you want to make him comfortable. You want to be sensitive to moments. Because these things, you don't really plan it in the day that today, I want my husband to open up to me. So this is how I will do and I will do and I will do. No, it doesn't work that way. You just want to be present present attention you want to be sensitive to enough to know the moment men sometimes they just chip some things in sometimes they are even careless with their boundaries they are careless and they would unconsciously say some things but if you are not smart or cautious enough you might rub it off on them you might judge them and at that moment they just close up so you want to be present you want to give listening here you want to have a connection with your eyes sometimes i'm in the kitchen and my husband is trying to talk to me i still make sure that i hear two times like i'm hearing because i want to talk but i'm hearing because i want to process my feedback so that i can keep to that moment you want to really be available and the last thing i said i'm sorry the last thing i said is that you want to develop yourself which other speakers also mentioned you want to make sure that you have your superpowers because you are a smart woman you have you have your superpowers you have what it takes to actually bring that man like under not that you want to manipulate him but you can actually get what you need from him you know how you do it so you want to really really develop your superpowers and become so irresistible and become so trustworthy that when you're talking by the time you make one or two contributions the man can say no she has a track of seeing things that when i don't listen or when i don't open up on time it will bite me eventually so let me stylishly listen and because it happens over time before you know it it will become something that becomes regular to you and when people are talking about emotional availability you just know that wow this is normal in our relationship but first thing it takes time and it must be held i hope that answers the question thank you so much uh i love that you mentioned the safe space and i also noticed that you used up to one hour <laughs> thank you so much um before um, i asked andreas to pick his own question um i appreciate everyone for joining i also appreciate the presence of ambassador terry thank you sir for joining this event and um <laughs> So Andreas, can you pick your number? And also we have one minute, please. I pick number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. How can men be encouraged to be more available emotionally, both to themselves and your families? Though we might have answered this, but now you need to go straight to the point. How can we encourage men? You talked about emotional involvement, but now how can we encourage men to be emotionally available for themselves and their family? Go. Very well. Uh, <clears throat> I will go straight to this. First of all, I have to tell men that uh, we are not living in an era or a culture where we are purely African. The world has become a global village where so many cultures are borrowed 
across the borders, across the tribes. Uh, our friend there, Favor, said that he just he married from Ghana, meaning there's a lot of fusion of different cultures. And therefore, there are those things that are now universally accepted. For example, uh, Dr. Eileen in, uh, said that something about Americans is that if you show your vulnerability, it, 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 it means that you are sexy. So we need to start borrowing from, from these cultures and know that being vulnerable is okay. Men must give themselves permission to be work in progress and not to be a completion. We can't be perfect. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. I love the analogy, the illustration, how you put everything together. I'm going to go straight to Dr. Eileen. Pick your question. We have one minute. Uh, seven, please. Question seven. Okay. How do ladies feel about men who express their emotions? How do ladies feel about men who express their emotions? I'm really interested in that question because most people say, oh, why are you being feminine? Why are you you're a man? What is wrong with you? Don't do that. So now that question in one minute. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about the background noise. Um, but the thing is, um, are you sure that is what actually happening? I think you, you guys need to check in. Like as a man, you think that when you're expressing vulnerability, the man, the woman automatically think that you're weak. But you need to verify that because I don't believe that's most most of the time that's the case. I believe that women actually are very happy to know uh, the softer side of men. So I want you guys to check it before you just define it that way. And just in general, how I feel, I think for me personally, when a man express vulnerability, I feel privileged. I feel trusted. I feel like um, I'm qualified to be a confidant and that made me feel very honorable. But that's just me. I, I can't speak for all the women, but I believe that women, because naturally they have a more nurturing side, I can't imagine that they um, they judge you as uh, weak when you express yourself. So so that's that's my response to that. Verify. <laughs> good, good. Now you responded like a non-African, <laughs> which is very understandable. However, some people will tell you why don't speak like that don't act like that don't be too soft be this way don't be that way so now i'm going to ask um nestle to pick a number for our question nestle can you unmute yourself uh would you please uh, uh choose pick up my question me. <laughs> You know me for a long time. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to pick number 11 for you. What is the most... Okay. Okay, I think this person is asking the weak, weak points of women. Mm. Okay, this question is from Fahadwa Rahman. What is okay. the... Okay, I can't... The most weakness point of a woman. Probably asking about the, the weakness. Okay, this question is somehow... Uh, weakness of women or uh... okay let me just speak another one due to time um what ma um, what uh, what does respect mean to a man what does respect mean to a man this is a, a question regarding with human beings in fact because you know respect uh, is same for all of us in fact 
And uh, respect means to accept each one of us with all of our weaknesses, all of our strengths, and whatever our uh, philosophies, our point of views, uh, to accept them uh, as who you are. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are a man or woman, because we need to develop this understanding. We need to remember our human side as human beings. Fantastic. I love that you use the word humanity. It has to be balanced. It shouldn't be based on gender. So, yeah. um, well, um, um, Dr. Fever will be the last, obviously. Temitokwe, <laughs> please speak your number. Miss Temitokwe, can you meet oh, yourself? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, number 10. Number 10. Why do people attack men crying? Oh, sorry, why do people attach men crying to me weakness? And how can this notion change? Now you have a deep question right there. <laughs> why do people attach men? Like when men cry, why do they attach to weakness? And how can this notion change? I'm not sure you can answer this today. You and <laughs> All right, I'll try to just make it brief. So why people um, attach or um, say crying is weakness is, I would say it's a society way we were brought up right from a child right from childhood men or boys are told oh don't cry you're a boy you shouldn't cry even if something someone fought with you go and fight with the person back it's not money so it's the family the society it says that oh that's why so i'm growing up obviously take it as okay crying is a form of weakness but again i've always said it i tell my friends crying has never is never a form of weakness Crying is just a way to show emotions. I mean, the way you react to different um, situations, it could be tears, it could be maybe staying away, but it is not a form of weakness. So uh, uh, let me get this. The second part of the question is what, yeah, I'm just trying to give a very short answer to this. What's the second part of the question, please? Like, how can they cope? How can this notion change? How can this notion change? Oh, okay. The notion is simple. Understanding that crying is not a form of um, a weakness. It's a way of showing emotion. Like I, one of the favorite things I like saying is that Jesus, for those that identify with Christianity, Jesus in his most omniscient and powerful form, when he came in human form, he cried. And that was because he, I mean, he had to express that emotion. He was feeling of disappointment and anger at that point. With tears, even at the cross, when he was about to die. He cried. So it's a form of emotion. It's never a form of weakness. It's just a way of expressing yourself. And one thing is we need to understand is that we live in a world of emotion. We live in a vulnerable world. And we can't keep numbing or numbing. That's, that's the pronoun, correct pronunciation. Numbing our emotions because, okay, society says, oh, don't cry. Oh, don't behave like a girl. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. No, you need to, every, we need to understand that both male and female, we express ourselves uh, in different ways and if we choose to cry it's a normal way of it's a human way of expressing emotion not a female not a gender specific way i think it's understanding that notion and then courage and, it's, and, so, and so when you see a man cry i was watching a video earlier and the person was saying oh the man a 33 year old was crying like a baby and he had to correct the woman and say no he was crying like a 33 year old man Tears is normal. As a normal human, you know, um, 
reaction or feeling, not nothing gender specific. I think I was short enough. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, David. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Favor, your daily aka the carpenter. Please speak your number, sir. Because I was supposed to be number one, so then I couldn't. I was last, so now let me pick first and then number one now. <laughs> so, yeah, so, number one. Number one. Oh. Can we truly master our emotions to the fullest? I think there's even fullness. Can we truly master emotions? Hmm? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, it says that. Let me just first of all say, to every man there is a boy, and to every woman there is a girl. You see? Meaning, you can master your emotions when you grow in the process of becoming mature in your psychological effects. I don't know, maybe I'm talking to somebody. Hmm. You can just uh, master it when you grow to become a matured person in your psychological effect. You know, there's a saying, I remember when I was somewhere in the East and I was living with a lot of soldiers. And I just want to bring the topic of Ms. Uh, Madame Temitope. And I cried. I was narrating my audits with some soldiers, and, this, and one of the one of the soldiers came and I said, "Guy, man, don't cry. Man, don't cry. never in your life cry." So, what am I trying to say is that uh, so when I, you know, after those kind of days, and um, something came up, and I wanted to cry, and I remember soldier that said, "Man, don't cry," but I now thought of the reason, all the joy part of. Cry itself. You, if you cry, you you have to cry. There are stages in your life you must understand and manage that cry. That you must cry because it's it's medicinal. It's medicinal. So I don't know if I'm, if I begin to talk, I'm going to spend thousands years, you know, trying to answer the second one that I say no to. Are you with me? No, you will not be able to master it because of your environment, because of what you have learned over time. And if you allow that to be the real part of you, you will not be able to get out of the the box. So yes, it's when you get into the process, you master the process with time, just like Ibilola said, process. But no, when you are when you allow what uh, what have over time made you to be who you are, so that's how I can do that. Amazing! Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, everyone, for this wonderful session. Please, my, uh, I'm sorry. I I need to invite somebody because I know we have a lot of powerful individuals. You have brought us together tonight, and uh, I believe what we have you know, disseminated these great speakers. It's 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 so, so, it's worth, you know, coming to attend. So thank you everyone. 
I want to ask somebody uh, in, in, in person of uh, His Excellency Ambassador Terry Hedwin is one of my phenomena on the surface of the earth. I'm so happy he's here. And I will pick number number 12 for him. Please permit me, everyone, please. I'm sorry. I will pick number 12, you know, for him to answer. Because I don't know what is in number 12, but I believe number 12 will be a very uh, caption that everybody wants to listen to. Okay. Yes, um, all right, um, number 12, number 12 is Emily Omar, and she said, how can women understand emotionally unavailable men? I think that's can deep. Can you imagine? That's a deep question. How can women understand emotionally unavailable men? Emily Omar, yes. Um, Ambassador <laughs> Teresa. Well. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Presence is the point where manifestation becomes action. And when you love yourself, you're in contact and, and connected to yourself. And we in Native America, I'm a Native American man. And we in Na Native America, we believe that you cannot give that anything that you do not possess. Okay, so you start with self-love. And then you give love and you give presence. The natural reaction is you will receive presence back. Now we're emotional people. Remember, when a baby is in the mother, there is no sex. Just before birth, there becomes sex. And when a baby's born, you put a diaper on that baby and you can't tell a male from a female unless there's a pink or a blue uh, ribbon around it somewhere or anything like that. And they're all the same. We're taught as men, warriors, uh, about 50, 100,000 years ago, to protect, to be tough. When you're being charged by a, an animal, it's about to eat you or kill you, you don't want to get in touch with your feelings. You want to act and react. Well, unfortunately, that's no longer the case day to day in the world today. And we here today get to change the future by changing that little baby Emily had so sweetly in her arms here earlier. And all of us here present today, we, we change the world with our children. We don't change the world, but with us. We don't change this world. We cannot change this world. We can become the example for those children to grow up in the world that we want them to have, not us. We're, we're done, we're already here. Change the, the way you teach the children in school, in everyday life. When a little boy falls down and starts crying, acknowledge the cry. Hmm. It's real. He's hurt, okay? Sure. When I was a baby, not so much. You know, I'm 68 years old. Suck it up, boy. You're a man, don't do that. But then I'd go do something like a man. You're just a child, get back in there. Okay, so that now you're confused, right? I hope this answers Emily's question. Emily, just be present 
and give love from you. Love you first, then give love and love will come back to you. You know, there's an old saying uh, that that's, it's been playing on the internet for, for a couple of years now, it's coming back. And that is give love freely. And the more you give love, the more love comes back to you many, many times over. Well, that's true. If I give everyone in the, the 40 plus people that's here today love individually and they return it, look at the love I have, okay? Give love freely and, and, and give it back. And thank you so much, uh, Favor, for putting me on the spot. And uh, thank you all for, for listening to me. Uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you so much, Sal. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that for that insight. I was still going to call you to share your perspective after the question, but I'm super excited that even Dr. Favor asked to request me ask you a question, which all go equally amazing. Thank you for that insight and that great analogy. Super interested. Um, I appreciate everyone for sharing their thoughts, and I hope our audience are getting acquainted with new knowledge as to this conversation, this sensitive conversation. So I'm going to head over to our moderator to go to the next, almost the final part of this um, summit. We're getting to the end. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, our over to you. Wow. It feels as if I just <laughs> took a full course. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I really, really want to um, once again thank everyone for, I'll thank Yemi, thank Aimee Rich for organizing this because um, I really, personally, I would say I learned a lot. I wish my wife was even here so I could tell her, she can see, you can see what they are saying, you can see what they are saying, not just only me. Unfortunately, I'm here alone, but hopefully I'm going to play this to her. Okay, and... Um, I really want to thank Leslie. Um, she's a lady I respect so much. I want to thank uh, Ambassador Terry. Um, I've heard so much about you and I'm happy seeing you here today. Wow, it's, I, I, I wish this was, if this was without the COVID, I've taken a, I've taken a selfie, right? I want to thank Ibi Lola. She's always smiling and using, um, I love the whole, um, the storyline with Samson and Delilah. I remember when I was growing up, we, we, we had the whole, that was one of the most um, interesting, you know, Bible story. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also want to thank Temi Tofe, right? Um, she's so passionate about what she does. And, um, you know, if definitely I have something doing, I'll definitely invite you and I'll give you much more time because there'll be a lot of things, you know, you would share out there. I want to thank Dr. Um, Eileen. I hope I pronounced it properly this time. Yeah. Um, I also want to thank um, Dr. Favor. Ah, Dr. Favor, um, I like the way he has been explaining it. Or like my father messaged back then is so many formulas. I never knew relationship had formulas that you have to follow. So in fact, I've been writing and writing, sir. Um, please, I'd love to enroll for your, you know, private class, okay? But I'm not good in maths. I, I don't know how we're going to do it, you know, I'm, I don't know. I really want to thank each and every one of you because um, I hope I'm not missing anyone, okay? Andre. I want to thank Andre, 
right all the way from kenya my brother i love the way you explained it all it's also relatable to me personally because i remember you know how do i tell my father i love you like even to now how do you even tell the man you love him let me confess i have a confession okay i do get a lot of messages and when somebody tells me hi and it's a guy i always shake like is this guy gay like how would that be how would that be high like a guy you know so so there's this thing of only a guy should only a lady should tell me hi a guy should say hello good afternoon so uh when somebody coming from i can imagine telling a fellow guy i love you it's or telling my father i love him it's an african thing you understand so i never knew there was um a sickness yeah there was a sickness that you call that you know I mean, I, I can't remember that especially what it was again, but you know, we all are victims of that. And this is, um, you know, something, a program I personally really, really appreciate. And I'm sure everybody, you know, picked out one or two things. Um, okay. And hopefully I may reach Mr. Yemi. Um, I hope this doesn't end there. I hope this has to be a continuous, you know, program where it grows and we, you know, tend to reach out to more people. And next time, I promise to bring, you know, Madam, Mrs. so that she sit down beside me. And as I'm learning, she's learning. I'll tell her you are the flesh, I am the bone. Dr. Favor has said it. Understand? Because if I go and tell her now, it's because she's the flesh of the bone. She'll break my head. But Dr. Favor, I will give you a direct call. So thanks a lot, everyone. Um, I'm going to pass the closing remarks to, I mean, you know, the closing remarks to um, Yemi. And I think with that, you know, uh, we'll be saying bye-bye. Mr. Yemi. Wow, uh, I'm, I'm actually short of words, uh, <laughs> and um, you know it's been uh, it's this whole this whole conversation started last year. You know I was en route to work with uh, HR for Emerge, and you know we started the conversation, and she said she was super pumped and interested that Yemi, we need to make this like a summit. We need to do it. We need to do it. And look at the period till now. You know, Ibilola, thank you so much. You know, you've, we've been together for a very long time. And it's been a great journey. You understand the story. Don't let me go into details. <laughs> Andreas, my brother, thank you so much. You sent, you remember you sent me that voice note, you know, if I'm allowed to say it here, you were going through some things and you sent me a voice note and you said, we need to do something for the men. It is very important. And I just told you right away, this is what is happening and we have to do it. And thank you for your invitation. Dr. Eileen of AYDO, you know, with the short period we've known each other, we've seen a lot of, you know, ups and downs, you know, heartache and all of that. But it is amazing. Thank you for, for being here. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Nestle, Nestle, we've been together from day one since marriage started. You know, she will always tell me, you know what, Yemi, anything you want me to do as regards marriage, just let me know. We're going to do it together. You know, she's she's amazing. She will tell you, let's let's just let's just think global. She's always <laughs> getting the feedback, checking what you're not doing right, and she just sent me a message on WhatsApp. Thank you. That is so motherly. I appreciate you so much. Let me talk about Udom. So we talked about we met, uh, you know, Howlow event, and from there we just clicked. As our mentioned, a passion for women empowerment, the girl child, is just top notch. She would have put it on her head as if she does not do it, she's about to die. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Timmy Dogbert. Super pumped to have you. Uh, Dr. Favor, well, I'm always coming to you last because, you know, uh, Dr. Favor has been like a super mentor. Dr. Favor will not let me to rest. He will just tell you, he will just keep like, keep pushing you. Even if he has pushed you, he's to push you again. I like, push you like, oh my God, why am I pushing me to again? <laughs> I can see Ambassador Terry Love because he knows him very well. Dr. Favor, you know, I'm not going to go into details. You know, we know we've been together and thank you so much, sir. I super appreciate you. Awa, my brother, Awa, Awa is a very busy person. Trust me, Awa can have five meetings in a day, but I told him you're going to be the moderator and if, at the minute he says no to me, I'm just going to disown him as a brother. That's me <laughs> being vulnerable emotionally, <laughs> publicly. <laughs> thank you so much for, for being here and our, our participants, you guys are amazing. You guys are beautiful. And our hope is beyond the numbers. You know, we hope that when you when you get to you know your environment your house try to practice what you've heard today try to learn how to embrace people emotionally it might not just be for a man you have to practice self-love you can only give what you have and um i have uh, our families from kenya from um from the usa from turkey from canada from us from all over the world from the east thank you guys so much for being here and uh, it's been amazing ambassador terry thank you thank you so much sir all the way you know we met from iro we are iro we are going to be doing a lot of things together thank you so much everyone my team in marriage foundation hmm. you guys you're amazing though we'll celebrate afterwards <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate corona didn't allow us to do this in person but it's amazing i wish i could mention everyone here and um but due to time factor, I will not be able to do that. I will appreciate every speakers to please drop their, you know, maybe if their LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn profile, maybe your websites, because I'm sure some people would like to, you know, reach out to you. Ibilola, you know, Signature Woman, Andreas, you know, all of you are super, super human, super amazing. So let people connect to you. Due to time, I wanted to say you all should just give your contact, but to be safer, if you can just drop it in the chat box so you all can connect to them so she for you is going to continue this is just like a start and, it, and i believe it is high time we pay attention to the boy child there's a lot of women empowerment program and you know here and there but for the boy child for the men we need to see how to collaborate emotionally because a lot of men are depressed the, the records might be low because they don't get to say it and report it so medically there's no record to show that more men are depressed so we need to see how to do about this the world is changing let's change our men let them feel comfortable men will always take care of their wife because they love their family beyond the body beyond the money let's involve emotions as a father you need to be involved emotionally you can pay your school fees you can be there don't leave that job to the woman so don't blame a boy that loves the mother like crazy like oh i love my mom i don't want to talk to my dad but then again <laughs> so let's all do all of this i appreciate you all um our website emarriage.org is simple you can chat us up we are available for you uh any final talk from our speakers any closing remark from our speaker anyone want to say something in the next one minute okay andreas and meet your mic okay very quick i just want to say thank you everybody who joined in my team from kenya and a few friends from the united states uh, i want to summarize by the words of ambassador terry earthquind 
he said that uh, most of the things that we went through as adults should be the things that we need to we need to change. A friend once told me that the very things that we suffered should be the very things that we correct when we grow up. May we be better examples to our children so that we have a better future of men who understand and can express themselves. Thank you. Amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, anyone, any last round? At least we have two minutes more before we close. Um, just okay, just so real I'll quick, like just real focus. quickly. Uh, be the parent you wish you had as a child. Amazing. <laughs> right? Thank you. Powerful. Master. Thank you, all you want to say something? I think okay, so my, my final note is that for everyone to note that vulnerability is the core of shame and fear, but more importantly, that most most part most times we tend to forget is the birthing place of wholeness, of joy, of love, of peace, and of belonging. So please don't be afraid of showing emotion or being vulnerable even first to yourself and then to others. And when people come to you at their vulnerable state, please be receptive and provide that safe space for them to be more expressive because we Thank all need you. each other. Self-love, like Dr. Favor said, is self. Thank you so much, Timmy Tokwe. Thank you so much, Timmy Tokwe. Any last question? Anyone from the audience? We still have one minute more. Anyone from the audience have anything to say? Because I can see the chat room is really buzzing. I wish I could read lots of it. <laughs> well, let me just say that be intentional and be pragmatic in your approach. It is time for practical relationship. Just let me borrow from your word, emotional collaboration. <laughs> so it is Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you, everyone. It's been an amazing event. And um, as events unfold, we all have everyone's contact. We're going to reach out to them. I appreciate everyone. Have a beautiful weekend. And uh, we're going to catch up. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Yemi. Bye. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ambassador Terry. Andreas, we're gonna catch up. Leslie, we'll talk soon. Everyone, Denzel Obi, Emily Omar, Millicent Juma. Uh, there are many names I, I, I wish to keep calling. Uh, everyone, thank you so much. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much for joining. Nestle, we're gonna talk afterwards. <laughs> Thank you so much. From Aulo, from family from Aulo, I recognize you. Aulo, amazing family, amazing people. From Aulo, African Women Leadership Organization in Cameroon. From all over, thank you guys for being here. <laughs> you guys, we talk. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gafar Dubote. Gafar, my big brother is here. Oh, I didn't know you were here. I can see you're here, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining. You guys are amazing. Abisola Isomi. And also my wife, she she was here all through, trust me. Ayaimi, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. My sister too is here. Thank you everyone for joining. Have a wonderful evening. Have a great day. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. I'm sorry, I wish I could I, call everyone's name. You can unmute your mic anyway. I just want to write. 
Sorry, I just want to jump in a little bit. I know everyone's leaving. I'm very sorry that I wasn't able to be at the beginning of this okay. meeting because there was another meeting at the same time, wow. which was, you know, equally interesting wow. about um, Black uh, African women and diaspora in wow. as entrepreneurs. And so um, then seeing this, I jumped in on the tail end but your, your discussion was, is so necessary if we are to build a strong continent. Thank you so much. All right. I mean, this is one thing that I have been saying that we as um, Africans must come together, the female, male and female, Amen. and begin to support one another Amen. and realize that it's okay, that we don't have to be ashamed and that macho thing does not have to dominate. But Absolutely. what has to dominate is love no. and unity. Thank you so much. I love that Take addition. Care. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to you later, so we should catch up. It is very important. Angela Lloyd Williams, thank you so much. And thank you everyone. Have a wonderful day. Take Bye. You're